1: welcome back to Ready Player 2. It has been nearly a day since we have recorded, and it will be nearly a month and a half before that one comes out. So we thought we would, we would jump in with a brand new episode. This is possibly going to be one of those non canonish things, possibly even going to be one that goes missing entirely, which is pretty par for the course for us. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about VR. So I'm going to jump in really quickly. I would imagine that the title of this podcast is going to be very, very VR-centric, but if you are no way interested in VR, if you are not bothered about VR or virtual reality or any of this new technology whatsoever, Ross. yeah, or if you're Ross, this <laughs> is not the podcast you're looking for, so move along. That disclaimer aside, we have with us today Mr. Lee, my name is now virtual and my face is now living inside a mask, Hodgson.
2: I took the blue pill. You did
1: definitely take the blue pill. Um, And because half of our regular hosts are are not VR necessarily aficionados, uh, and at least one of them would rather burn headsets than put them on, (laughs) <laughs> We've conscripted an outsider, but he's not that much of an outsider because he's been here many times before and he keeps coming back, so he must love us dearly. It's Mr. Chris Coleman. Hi, hi, I'm a VR slut. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably just lose
0: the VR part of that,
1: couldn't
0: you? Yeah, pretty much. I've had a five-way of VR headsets.
1: Uh, headsets no. <laughs> on
0: headsets, man.
1: <laughs> Wait. So your virtual reality is inside virtual reality? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, good grief. This is going to go really well, I can already tell. Okay, so look, all of us have been been inside VR. All of us have been inside multiple virtual reality experiences. What we're going to do is we're going to start off by talking about some of the technology. We're going to start by kind of going over the things that have come out recently and the VR experiences that are available at the moment. We're not going to jump into it too much because I think we've spoken on other podcasts quite exhaustively about the whole Oculus versus HTC Vive thing and we're going to try and avoid any fanboyism, although I'm sure it's (laughs) going to leak out a little bit so what out of me or <laughs> out of somebody there's going to be leakage I'm absolutely positive I'm okay. impartial You're, are you? are you really? I'm, I'm pretty
0: impartial I mean I've made my decision on the headsets but you know I've tried them all and I'm happy with everything oh. except for the one I tried in like 97 <laughs>
1: uh. like, that's not the virtual boy was it? no, no.
0: Okay. it was uh, one you stood inside of a big ring and you had a massive headset on and you paid two quid to play it
1: <laughs> oh my word right then first of all the obvious big things at the moment. So the HGC Vive was released, what, three weeks, four weeks ago now? Four weeks ago. Four weeks ago. A
2: bit more than that, actually.
1: Came out to incredible fanfare. It was about a week before Res. I remember that. Yep. Um, and roughly the same time, the, uh, the Oculus Rift was released. To minimal fanfare. I, w- I wouldn't say minimal
0: fanfare, but both were released to really angry consumers that had pre-ordered and were still waiting yep. like two weeks, three. I think Oculus Rift uh, uh, owners are still waiting for their their
1: Rifts to turn up. I think Oculus Rift owners are still waiting for a good experience. Boom! Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>, sorry, oh, <laughs> oh you sassy bitch.
2: What's really burning the Oculus Rift uh, orderers now is that there are still people that ordered within the first day or two that yeah. are waiting, and you can now go and buy in America. You can. Buy one from retail. Best Buy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: God, that's going to be annoying for him Oh, they're mm-hmm. really. Re- and
2: as a sorry, Oculus said, don't worry, we're going to refund all of your delivery costs, so you won't have to pay for delivery. And now they've said that they're going to ship all of these deliveries by ground freight. Uh, so in America, uh, that's a big deal. They're uh, really. There's a lot of anger.
0: Just skipping the cost of deliveries isn't going to be a great deal when you could just cancel your pre-order and go to the shop and buy one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So you money. wouldn't have to pay for
1: the delivery there. Yeah. Oh dear me. Well, look the other vr type things are PlayStation VR. Now, is PlayStation VR out yet? No, not till October. Not till October? Yeah. Wow. Now, I haven't been inside PlayStation VR, but I know Lee has, and you have as well, yeah. haven't you, Chris?
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've been. I've used one twice now, and I've made my pre-order. You've made mm. your pre-order?
1: Uh-huh. Ooh. Now, uh, with that pre-order, are you going to be um, also ordering a PlayStation Neo? Uh... I I might do down the line because
0: me and my girlfriend have been talking about getting a second PlayStation 4 because we like to play you know there's a couple of games like we've been wanting to play Destiny together but Destiny is one of those games that you need two consoles to play on so, there's games like that we, we, we've been thinking about getting a second console and just doing a bit of side-by-side stuff. And then you can do, like, couple streaming and keep Go, stuff like that on the console. No. No. It's therapy, but cheaper. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we were going to make the purchase, and then the new, well, the, the first rumor leaks came out about the Neo, uh, the PS4K, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And thought, well, if we're buying a second console, we might as well just wait for this version. So we probably, you know, probably will wait it out. But the only difference it's going to make for the PSVR is that that little box that the, the little processor box that looks like a, a small uh, PlayStation Four is going to be null and void because you get to just plug it straight into the console
2: oh hang on they've uh tried to dispel some rumors about that box oh really yeah um it, it was rumored that it was an add-on hardware box that would add some post-processing to the image okay but i don't think it does i think it's just um a breakout box basically like a connectivity oh, okay. box yeah i think you need to look into that
0: i i will look into it but yeah um i'm yeah, again i'm not too bothered um it, it Hardware will work with a PS4, so
1: yeah, yeah. Well, those those people that are listening at the moment that I that either don't care or haven't really been paying attention, like me, and who only came across this whole PlayStation Neo thing very recently. So Sony have announced that um, they are bringing out the next generation of the PlayStation 4, and rather than just they make they haven't smaller, announced it. Well, it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> 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 rather than rather than just making it smaller as they have done with previous editions of the uh, of the Super Slim and the Super Super Slim and the Extra Slim mm-hmm. and, and the now on Weight Watchers. It's going to be a upgraded betterer. model, a betterer model of the PlayStation 4. Now, they, there hasn't really been any kind of this is for VR announcement or, or anything like that. It's kind of more geared towards... no more, other ne- announcements. Yeah, along with the other <laughs> yeah. announcements that there haven't been. There also haven't <laughs> been any about VR. Um, it's ostensibly supposed to be about 4K, 4K TVs, which kind yeah, of makes but sense.
0: only, I mean, the, looking at this, because I've gone for a very large technical spec sheet and scrubbed it with friends and... Basically there's the the 4K element is going to be for video playback. There's not really much you can do. There's not going to be upscaling of games for 4K or anything like that. No. That's not going to happen. But
1: there is going to be a neo mode, isn't there, in which presumably the game puts on sunglasses and flies around. Yeah, pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it also takes the the blue pill. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I'm up for it. But yeah,
0: with, with <laughs> the fear of going off topic slightly, but the if this is the technical replacement for the PS4 if this is to be the real it looks like it's going to be the real deal, but from What I've read into it so far, it looks like this is going to be the replacement for the PS4, so it takes the original PS4 RRP and then the PS4 goes down in price, much like when the 360... uh, Do you remember when they had the 360 out and then they brought out the 360 Elite, which had the HDMI Hmm. port? And then a little bit later down the line, they went, okay, all of our models have HDMI ports now. That sort of thing. So it's been done before. Do you think they'll phase out the
1: vanilla PS4 then?
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, they will eventually.
0: If you're replacing what is your your base unit and this becomes the base unit then yeah this will be the thing of CEX clutter or eBay clutter
1: we're gonna we're gonna to delve too much into PlayStation Four. Yeah, here. Sorry, we're, we're sorry. Was, no, 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 it's no, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's it's. A I fully thing.
2: intend to get one as well. Yeah, I think
1: it's one of those things that I think it is very much geared towards VR, and I think they they they're making a wise move because I don't think the whole Oculus Microsoft partnership is really going to pan out all that well because I just don't see that the, the Xbox One has got the power that the Oculus is going to need. To do mm. what to do what VR wants,
0: but there's on that level there's also rumors of the Xbox One upgrading as well, and yeah. I I don't think it's because the the console lifecycle what we used to what you know what we used to it being is what six eight 12? it depends on the console itself, but yeah. you know it's meant to go up, and and with basing these consoles off of what is now limited hardware but pretty impressive at the time of release. You you've got to make that upgrade, or the you know the the life cycle is going to be over before it's you know really
1: really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, mm. uh, so roll on modular consoles. Actually, I think we said this on the last podcast. Roll on modular consoles that are running Windows because they've already got x86 processors. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, why yeah. the fuck not? Okay, look, we're going to shoot kind of back towards VR. So look, speaking about PS4, so it makes sense that we start off with a uh, a PS4 or a PS. VR PlayStation VR game. Mm-hmm. Now the game that you played at uh, EGX last year Lee that was the that was one the in the room scary yeah, um, the scary one. Yeah, the scary one. The kitchen. The kitchen. Yeah, that's it, the was kitchen that, have you played yeah. this Chris?
0: Uh, no, but my uh, one of the podcasts from on BRB UK uh, my friend Tim on on that show he was he played the game and wasn't impressed. He was impressed by the tech, but not the yeah, the, the yeah. little demo itself. he was it laughing in exactly and... the same way. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. There's like, a... yeah. Would you want to explain what the demo is?
2: You just sit in a chair, uh, watching um, a scene unfold around you. Somebody that's been injured on the floor, and they they come crawling across to you and try and untie you because you're tied to a chair, which mm-hmm. um, is simulated by you holding onto your DualShock Four.
0: Yeah, that makes it. I like that idea. The, it was yeah, it was good. yeah. Your are tied together, aren't they? And you can it's and Look
2: at the controller, and your hands are tied together, and you're trying to soar against the knife he's holding, and then you get jumped by some demonic woman thing that—the
0: um, witch from uh, Left for Dead. Oh, is it? It's—it's
2: oh, <laughs> it's not actually, but that's what it reminds me. Might as well of. be. It's, it's meant to be a nice jump scary type thing. Uh, it was all right. I think it mm. was. A, I think for a, for a trade show or
1: something like that, it's, it's a really good way to show people the experience. The problem that I had, and the problem that I had with VR, probably at EGX, but it's really, really difficult to wow people. And this is something that we know that VR is going to have an issue with. But people who aren't in the experience, who are watching what's going on, right? Sometimes, if you're stood there and you've got a, uh, you know, you, you're, you're fully kitted out in the Vive, and people can see you running around shooting stuff on a big screen, they might think, okay, that's pretty cool. If they see you sitting on a chair, gesticulating with your DualShock Four controller, they're going to be like, uh. "And the the biggest problem with the kitchen in the uh, in the VR experience that they had at EGX was that they didn't have a screen because they didn't want to give away to other people who hadn't yet played it what was going on.
0: They had a screen, but they had it to the side, so you had to ask if you wanted to watch along. When when you were doing this, Lee, were you were you in like the isolated booth on your own, or were was no? There, like a...
2: people could watch and? Uh, from the Ah, uh,
0: okay, okay. That would be what we were in a press thing, so we just literally had the one system, one bloke in a room seat, and then he was going, Oh, do you want to watch along? Don't record anything, that yeah, sort of stuff.
1: They've been very, very protective about the recording. We were we were in the um room with Lewis playing on the Vive at EGX mm. and they were perfectly happy for us to record him. But as soon as my phone came anywhere near the screen that was showing God, that right, what was going him. on, Good grief, they went mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah. very, very careful. So, look, PlayStation VR, from that kitchen game, I, I was looking at it thinking, yeah, that's a nice little experience and I'm sure it's going to po- possibly give people a little taste of what it's all about, but there's got to be more to it. Chris, what other games have you played on the PlayStation VR? Um,
0: well, at the same show, I was playing, uh, I, I can't even remember the name of it, I do apologise, I think it's called Battle Tanks or something, but it's rigs? meant to be, uh, no, not Rigs. I'll, uh, I'll get to that later though. Battle Zone. Battle Zone, thank you, um, which I believe, was that an Atari game yes. initially? Yes, uh, the yeah. old wireframe thing. That they... Yeah, that's right, um, so it's an old Review. Atari game where you have two tanks and you go out and shoot each other, um, but... This one is made for VR, but they've kept the uh, initial style. So everything's wireframe and neon and like you're in a computer simulation and looks really cool. And you're using the shot controller to do your normal controls forward, backwards, move the camera, that kind of stuff. And then you're using your head to aim, um, which if VR's taught me anything, I love head tracking aiming now. It seems if if you've got the right game, it seems more precise than using a mouse and keyboard in first person shooters. Um but yeah, you're just going around shooting things out the sky and then tanks on the floor and and it was really cool and that was the that was the one thing well that was the first thing I played in PlayStation VR and I had more enjoyment playing that than any of the numerous oculus rift games and demos that I've been playing at events um, and any of the mobile experiences and stuff so I, I and immediately was like well I'm I'm playing this on a dev kit that's the size of uh, a vending machine. So, um, <laughs> yeah. If if they can cram this into some piece of tech that's small enough to work on the PS4 and it can run, you know, just fine like this, then you've you know you've got an order out of me.
2: That's one of the ones I have high hopes for.
0: Yeah. So it turns out a little bit down the line, they they announced the pre-orders. I made my pre-order mainly because I got a pretty good deal on it. Um, so. I made my pre-order, but then at the uh, last EGX Resed, um that we had uh, about, what was that, a month ago, uh, I got to play Riggs and I got to, instead of playing that on a giant, dev kit again um i got to play on an actual ps4 with the headset and you know they they didn't adjust the headset on me they literally just handed me the headset i popped it on over my glasses and it was really comfortable and Mm. and i absolutely loved it and that was the point i was like well my uh (laughs) my pre-order stands i'm happy with this (laughs) piece of kit
1: out of interest how much is it to pre-order the playstation vr
0: uh, RRP, you're looking at 349.99, which is the RRP of a PlayStation 4 initially, originally. Yeah, it's um, still an
1: awful lot cheaper than the Vive or the Oculus.
0: Exactly. Like my friends recently bought a, a HTC Vive, and he's had to. We we spoke about this on BRB UK when you guessed it on Rich. Um, he's had to buy a brand new rig, uh, which he's built himself to do all this, and you know try to cut costs where he can. But it, you know he's done it just over minimum spec and the headset and the pc and the monitor and everything all together that's two and a half grandies blown
2: yeah that's ooh, the wow yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> the thing is pe- much.
1: some people can go very over the top with this <laughs> yeah, the thing is if, you, if you're building it to last and that kind of makes
2: sense if you exactly, have absolutely you, nothing to start with and you're building it from scratch and like, yeah it he's be, not going
0: you, for top end specs but he's looking to make this last
2: yeah 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 would say so has he gone gtx 980, 980 ti or something like.
0: oh that? man it's a PCs put stuff in it. (laughs)
2: Chris doesn't know. Throws
1: money at it. This is why he's bought PlayStation. What color is it? He has absolutely (laughs) no idea.
0: I work. I'm a web developer. I don't. I don't deal with hardware.
2: (laughs) Just to balance the uh, the actual uh, minimum you can spend uh, to get a HTC Vive experience is Hmm. about fourteen hundred and fifty pounds. Good grief. Okay. Uh, Quite a lot less. I'm still not (laughs) spending that. Imagine. Okay, you want to put that against the lowest, which is the uh, the the cheapest, which is the PS4. So, three hundred and fifty quid for um, hopefully a Neo when it comes out. Mm. The PSVR three hundred and fifty quid, but you still need the camera and the controllers. Do you need to buy the camera separately then, and more expensive games as well?
0: You've always been able to buy the camera separately, but they do a pack which I think is four hundred. Yeah, correct. Is it four hundred? Just four hundred. Yeah. Okay, and that comes with the PSVR, the camera, the Move controllers, and um, is it called PlayStation VR World, which has all the mini-games that were available at EGX? Uh,
2: Right, okay. It's a play-on-play. Yeah,
0: something like that. This is something I was going
1: to ask. So all the games that I've seen or people have spoken about so far in PlayStation VR are using the DualShock controller. Have you guys Mm -hmm. played anything that uses the motion controllers, you know, the PlayStation Move thing? No. Uh, (laughs) No,
0: but I've seen seen it been done.
1: It's a bit of a bonkers thing because it's almost like they had that pre-made ready for VR and then yeah. it's come out and and it, I don't see anybody doing anything with it.
0: I think it's more a case of they, they developed this thing like at the time when the Wii was one of the greatest selling consoles of all time and everyone's mad for motion controls and Xbox and, well, Xbox and PlayStation looked at that and went, ah, we need motion controls of some kind and Xbox went off and did the Kinect and PlayStation went off and did the Move. And they poured all this money into it, and it didn't quite work out the way they wanted it. So they they developed it more for uh, Wonder Book, and they tried all this kind of different things. And then they went, uh, Okay, we'll integrate it with the controller. And then a little bit later, they went, Well, we need motion controllers for this VR head. Oh my God, we've already <laughs> made them. And they're really. Because I don't know if you guys have used the Move before, but they're no. actually pretty. Decent they, as motion really? controllers. You yeah. look
1: like an utter prat playing with
0: them. Oh, you do, because they, they look like glowing neon bell Yeah Yeah, you, look, you look, you're, no.
1: look like you're at a rave.
0: But you can pick those up at CEX for like £3, 6 £9, pounds, depending on yeah. what ones you go to. I'm in London, so they're probably about £400. Quid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can pick up PSVR, uh, PSVR, PS Move controllers pretty cheap, which is advised you do before the VR comes out and everyone starts ux-
1: uxing up the price. I think they are already started going up. This is such a mental thing, and this is something that I'm, i Now, if there are videos out there that I haven't seen, then I apologise for what I'm about to say, but... The, the Kinect, okay? I mm-hmm. don't... I, I, I have been a fairly vocal... Here he goes. Um, <laughs> I have been a fairly vocal <laughs> hater of the Kinect for a very long time. Now... Right. Now that VR has come out... Right. It's almost like Kinect is perfect... Because you you sit on your sofa, you put the the Oculus on, for example, that currently doesn't have any motion controllers or anything. You have the Connect in front of you, you know, on your TV or whatever, and you use your arm. Surely, everybody was saying that the new Connect mm. that came with the Xbox One was so sensitive that it's like really, really, you know, you can it can really tell everything that you're doing. It picks up uh, genital movement. Ex- I don't know. I, I made I, that. I don't I know how that. you know that. <laughs> <laughs> That was a horrific rumor. At the yeah, time. You take your clothes off and it's picked up a second player. The, <laughs> the, um... What are you pointing at? She's <laughs> playing
0: Titanfall doing meat spins.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Great. <laughs> <laughs> so the why haven't there been any videos out yet of somebody sat in an Oculus Rift with the Kinect in front of them, properly minority reporting the shit out of a game? surely this I, is, these are perfect technologies to go together aren't they
0: let me um let me look for a couple of videos to forward you because i've seen exactly this i've seen guys yeah. playing uh, and these are student projects not available out there but the problem um, is
2: that it's, although it seems to be good it's not as good as it needs to be for vr well that's because no, the connected shit and this goes back <laughs> to what i've been
0: saying all along it's an interesting piece of kit for the pc development but Sadly, people don't want to use it. for. Pe- there's better pieces of tech out there.
2: There's the Leap Motion that uh, is um, what Oculus users usually um, latch onto. and You can get the Leap Motion to clip onto the front of an Oculus Rift, which will then track your hands. And really, right. really they've, they've updated it recently, and it works yep. really, really well. But there's no support for it out there. The other thing is that um, if you are playing something, let's say Space Pirate Trainer, for instance, um, if you want to emulate that with with a leap motion as soon as your hand goes out of your field of view of the the leap motion which is not huge yeah it's not tracking it anymore so it just doesn't work
1: you need to sellotape like six of them around your head <laughs> in like a halo so it can track wherever <laughs> your arms are going that's exactly Well most what of mean. the
2: big players have got some kind of um tracking you know optical tracking in the works yeah. I know Oculus have before I think it was the second half of last year actually bought out a company that were doing something similar, and at that time we all went, "Oh, great! That's going to have motion hand tracking in the in the CV1." Uh, it didn't come to pass. They just they they decided <laughs> an Xbox One controller was much much more useful. <laughs> It's really difficult not to bash Oculus. It really is. I'm actually, sorry, sorry. But it is.
1: <laughs> the lovely, the lovely thing. Well, the thing that I find quite interesting about Oculus is compared to the other two, is that Oculus seems to lend itself really well to the whole garage modding community, where people yeah. are yeah. literally just sellotaping all manner of crap to this outside of this thing. And on the surface, that seems like a brilliant thing. But actually, on the underneath, when you think about it, it actually means that that's because they haven't put the right stuff in <laughs> in the actual <laughs> in the actual headset. There's a lot to fix. As it is, yeah, there's a lot to fix. There's a lot to do. So look. The, are there any other notable games for the PlayStation VR before we move on to, to one of the others? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, Rigs, mechanized something or other. I completely forgot <laughs> the other. So, everyone just calls it Rigs, okay. so I can never remember what the hell the thing's called. Yeah, I wrote a preview of this, and I, I still can't remember the flipping name of it. Um, but Rigs is kind of a mix between Rocket League, uh, American Football, and Titanfall. Wow, this all sounds, sort of smashed into one this game. This sounds
1: like it'll make you it sick it
0: uh yeah it probably could <laughs> I've not done properly um but it's it's really cool it kind of takes that three on three aspect or four on four aspect of um uh, rocket league and it puts you in a giant mech suit and then sticks you in a kind of football stadium american football stadium style arena where your objective is to score goals and the way you do that is there's a giant hoop um raised in the middle of the arena you have to climb up a ramp and then jump inside that hoop to score a goal but you can't score that goal until you're charged up with enough energy and the way you get charged up with energy is either by running around and collecting glowing orbs that are in the uh, the arena or shooting the other players which you're probably going to opt for shooting other players <laughs> <since> it's fun <laughs> yeah. um this sounds and, like and kind and
1: of a fun game forgetting about the vr element yeah uh, well it, i mean it's you've done yeah, right it, it,
0: <laughs> yeah, if done right. I mean, it's it's all done in first person. Um, you can look down and see your you know your human body inside the mech suit and look around the mech suit and stuff. Like before the game starts, um, you have your kind of pit crew that uh, are in your your little base of operations um, underneath the stadium, and they're sort of. You know they're they're playing around with the mech suit and adding weapons and things and calibrating it, and then you get raised up into this platform into the arena, and it's so cool. Cause you're just looking around at all the stuff going on around you, and the building other mech suits around you, and doing repairs and things, and and then getting raised up and just sort of looking around. It's really really well done, um, but yeah, it, it, again, the the three on three element and and that sort of Rocket League mentality of uh, pseudo sports games, it. I think that's going to be a genre in itself going forward because you know we've had this with Blood Bowl and those sort of games in the past but um, thanks to the success of Rocket League, I think we're going to see loads of people doing this, and the PSVR is the perfect platform to launch this one off. Looks and
2: like this is their poster child for the launch.
0: Yeah, I mean, if this comes out, I'm, they haven't announced a date for it, but if it comes out with the headset, then I can see this being one of the reasons they sell, v- they, they, they shift units basically. They need a the killer app. It's So fun. So, I mean, yeah.
1: the, the PC community around VR is really happy to experiment, and the kind of PC community in general is always really happy to experiment anyway. But with consoles, it feels like VR or anything new needs a killer app. The Connect needed mm. a killer app, never got one. But the PlayStation move, that kind of stuff. If they can launch with something as near to a killer app as they possibly can they've well, they got really one as gonna, well, it's it? really going well, to the, fly them off the new Gran Turismo
2: is going to be uh, VR c- capable as well make Rocket yeah.
1: League make bloody Rocket League VR oh, capable.
2: No, that's
0: a fest. <laughs> well the thing is I mean because you need an exclusive as well that's what the thing is because if there's yeah. Rocket League that they're, they're kind you know they've been a little bit aligned with PlayStation thanks to the whole uh, the PS Plus launch that really helped them out but then since then they've kind of veered off towards the Xbox side plus they love their PC mark. So if they were going to do some kind of VR Rocket League, which would make you chunder. Um, <laughs> driving up. Hey, the Hey, do you like know what? That.
1: It depends how it was done. Driving up the walls is the problem. I think that's mm. the issue. Also falling <laughs> yeah. is also potentially an issue. You see what I what I'd love in Rocket League is the the whole. Th- I'm going to jump away from this in a moment, but the uh, the thing that's okay is when you've got a frame, when you've got some kind of fixed-point reference around you, so like in Elite Dangerous, where you've got the cockpit around you, so that mm. is always static. When, what's happening outside the cockpit is moving at rapid speed a lot of the time, but because you've got this static cockpit, or when you're in a car, because you've got the static you know, cockpit around you, it's not as bad. Yeah, so to a to a certain extent, that's yeah, true. But I, I can fully imagine that in Rocket League, the sensation of you falling. have to
2: imagine if you are actually playing Rocket League for real. Yeah. would that make you sick? And yes, yeah, an, an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: look. yeah sp- speaking as a guy who is the like the most easiest travel sick person you've ever
1: met, I, I, that doesn't appeal <laughs> to me at <laughs> all. Sound like a really good <laughs> idea. Okay, um, are there, is there any more um, PlayStation VR games? Well, I'd, just sort
0: of on that point um i quickly go over the games but um just on that point when you're talking about the killer app for the PlayStation VR i think it's more so I mean, because if the PSVR launched and, and just had the, the Playroom game with all the little games in there, I think that, like, would be its Wii Sports. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you wouldn't, that would attract people to buy the the headset, but the problem is it's PlayStation. They have a, I don't know if you've noticed this, they've got a tendency to release uh, uh, peripherals and add-ons and stuff and not back them up. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the Move, like the PSVR, like the PlayStation Portable, like the, yeah. you know, the iToy was probably the, the closest they've ever got, but that, you know, that's about it. Um. So they, they need something more than just the, the launch pack to, to, to carry this on. Because that's what people are weary of, of buying the PSVR. is there's
2: so many launch
0: titles. Well,
2: there's so many titles um, announced for the PSVR, though. I can't yeah. see that happening. Well, like, you don't know. Uh, no, the... It
0: depends whether they're any good. <laughs> there's going to be a PSVR add-on to Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, yeah. which um, is going to be PlayStation exclusive. So they've got that going for them, which is pretty cool um there's drive club vr which is strange because the studio that made drive club they, they've been disbanded yeah, and they, picked up by uh right. code masters so it, it's weird that they're still carrying that on but drive club's actually a pretty decent game now it's all fixed so uh, you know that could work oh they'll break it again oh wow. they'll break
1: it again yeah <laughs> so are there, are there any let's see can we bang out a couple more playstation vr games that either you have played or seen or are excited about uh... or is that pretty much it <laughs>
0: well I mean because most of the stuff I, I've seen will all be included in the, the, the kind of playroom um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, game so, which is a great you know, it's a good experience yeah, there's the heist difficult. which is pretty cool You're oh the heist does having look a, good yeah yeah, yeah, having the shootout in the car that's the mm-hmm. one I've seen the, the, the move controllers being used Job Simulator which is coming to you know it's, it's on every platform already so makes sense to bring it to PSVR as well Looks pretty cool. Um, I've you know I've been playing around that and the 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 Vive, so having that home on the VR is going to be great. Um, you know, the, I, there's a Tekken game that's coming to PSVR. I don't know what? If yeah, yeah it's, there's or, it's a good or is job it,
2: the move controllers are cheap?
0: <laughs> I think it's PSVR supported. It's not a PSVR game,
2: right? you will probably be able to watch matches in it or something.
0: Yeah, I think it's g- going to be a perspective camera thing going yeah. on. So essentially, um, it's a
2: big screen in, hovering in front of you. And you yeah, can, you maybe. But they, they're
0: doing. They're, they're also make, uh, doing the whole cinema scope kind of thing, where you're sat in a, you know, in a giant cinema with a huge, huge screen playing yeah, games. If yeah. you want that, that kind of stuff excites me as well.
1: Yeah, I see. I'm quite. I'm slightly more excited about that than I am about a lot of the other stuff. Lee's played. You've played <laughs> with that in the in the Vive as well, haven't you? But the, yeah. the right. So one thing we're going to move on to the Vive in a moment. But um, now I'd like to point out that we would possibly talk about Oculus at this point. Does anybody have anything meaningful to say about <laughs> Oculus or Oculus games?
0: Um, uh, I mean, I, I haven't. Well, like, I
2: actually, mean, I, yes. On, yes. Wow. I, uh, well, I've played Lucky's Tale. Oh, okay. And yeah, but did I've you play that Fire in Man's. an Oculus? Kind of not. Moving along. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just just one thing. Right, so we, we have got big players here. We've got PlayStation who are getting involved. Um, we've mm. got, now got Acer who are bringing out a uh, uh, virtual reality headset, albeit not. Uh, Star VR. Yeah, not, not aimed at the home community. Um, th- we've got. Uh, Great. HD- Look,
0: looking forward to when that overheats and starts burning people's eyes uh, out. Oh, that is, yeah. And their
1: backs with the backpack. Mm. We've got the, the HD Vive, the Oculus Rift with Facebook attached to them, um, and Microsoft attached to them. So the big question is where's Microsoft suffering? I think the
0: bigger question is where's Oculus' Facebook application?
1: What well, this is this is a. Yes. I want VR Very Facebook. There's some really weird questions going on about the, about all of the associations that Oculus have managed to make themselves, because there's some huge leveraging that they could ha- they they could corner the market on virtual reality as a uh, not as a gaming thing, but as virtual reality pla- as platform. a social platform. Yeah, yeah. Which and they're Which... perfectly placed with both Microsoft and um, Facebook backing them up. That mm. that seems like
2: exactly where. Do you it know what their in. um their social plat or their social app is on the Oculus Rift? No, no I don't. you know what it is?
1: Minecraft. Excellent. Woo-hoo! And how well does that work? Not very well.
2: <laughs> this <laughs> is the weird
1: thing. They they seem to have all these all these wonderful opportunities laid out in front of them, and they're not doing anything with them. Or it does. It certainly doesn't seem like they're doing anything. I
0: anymore. I th- you know to quote Bane from the Dark Knight Rises. I think that comes later. Um, right.
2: It, <laughs> yeah, but they've gone so quiet. They, this is their launch, and they've they've just gone. Completely silent after the, you know, a month after their launch, Mm. and nothing's happening. It's I'm I'm baffled.
0: I think the issue is they've they've got their launch, but they've had to launch alongside the Vive, and then you know, there's other things on the market as well, and they've all the more reason to make more noise. Yeah, but they've launched at such a large price, which wasn't expected by them and their backers, Um, so you know and all the consumers and stuff I remember Twitter just completely lighting up when uh, when Oculus announced how much the Oculus Rift was going to be for pre-orders yeah and I know they sold out within was it 15 minutes of uh, of announcing their price, yeah, that's because they didn't have that many to sell. Yeah, the only had well, I was going to say, you, you know, if you sell out <laughs> if you sell out of five Oculus Rift then you've <laughs> sold out of Oculus Rift. Yeah, well, that's um, true. But I'm pretty sure they had more than five.
2: <laughs> they didn't have any.
0: But but going down the line, when, when things get cheap, when technology gets cheaper, and you know, you're able to make improvements and bring the cost down of this device and and make it feasible for it to be an at home platform for more than just gaming. And uh, uh, you know, I, I can see the appeal. for for it i mean i've got friends that have picked up oculus Rift and don't even touch video games they use it for robotics or or the they, you know I, where I, I work for an institute that has a lot of scientists working for it and they use it in their field for god knows what i'm assuming yeah. they're playing games i'm assuming they're really playing minecraft <laughs> yeah. instead yeah, of making basic. discoveries but in a lot of um, ways
2: the oculus rift is probably one of the ways well, is the best header it's, it hurts me to say this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, the, it's the, i mean it's the most
0: robust that you i mean not in what it's it the most do, polished but, yeah, exactly. It it's had all this time and it's had the name out there, but I'm not also... sure about
2: robust because it's made of cloth. <laughs>
0: but I, I mean more in, in terms of, you know, if you've got the
2: the, the vibe is brilliant, but the
0: vibe is very expensive, um and you need that, you know, you need the mo- room to move around in the Oculus Rift is a tool. If you view that as a tool, that is probably the one you want to go for.
1: See, this is an interesting point as well because this is almost bridging the gap between um augmented reality and virtual reality kind mm-hmm. of in the way that they're they're, and this is going back to the whole kind of kit in the garage type thing they, they almost seem to be approaching a different audience they're almost kind of saying this isn't for gaming this is a virtual reality device yeah you can use it for gaming but there's a reason mm. we haven't shot for the room experience because we're not necessarily and that might be where they're going they might not they might intentionally not be shooting for the for the in-room experience Because they're shooting at all of these... They didn't shoot for the
2: room experience because they got caught with their pants down when HTC announced the Vive.
1: Yeah, and in terms of the cost, I've got to say, when both of them announced their costs, I mean, I was already... Fucking shitting myself about what I was going to have to do with my PC to make it work in any way, shape, or form. But <laughs> basically, the, throw it. Yeah, away. I mean, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having issues Yeah, start again. This is exactly what's going to have to happen. But I, I was already absolutely cringing myself about what I was going to have to do for my PC. And then when they announced the prices, I was there going. You're clearly having a jump-flavored giraffe there, because this is never going to happen. <laughs> and, and I was looking at the vibes, thinking, "What have you done? You could have had a head start. You could have jumped. But you, you were supposed this- to be yeah. the chosen one. You've come out of this price. <laughs> I tell." You, You what, now using the controllers, those controllers are fucking the controllers outshine the headset in my opinion. They are brilliant. They're Mm. absolutely incredible. And this is something that somebody who's not been in it, so many people who have not experienced this, they see the headset. It's all about the headset. But the experience with the Vive would not exist if it wasn't for the controllers. The controllers make the experience. That Mm. and the the lighthouses and the whole way that it tracks everything. That's because
2: Valve got it right at the start. They said but what is virtual reality? They ask themselves, "What's virtual reality?" And it's not sitting at a desk with a controller in your hand with a headset on. See, it's we're, not, start, that's not we're virtual starting reality.
1: to sound bitter now, but we have said this before. I mean, I, I agree. I agree in terms of gaming to an extent, but I also, I also really see that there, there are going to be a lot of times if I invest in a virtual reality headset for seven hundred quid or whatever it is, yeah. I'm going to want to get use out of it, and an awful lot of the time, I'm not necessarily going to want to be flailing around in the middle of the room. There will be time for that, and there will be a place for that.
2: You can do that on a Vive.
1: I'm still, I'm still going to want to have the personal sit-down experience with ridiculous immersion.
2: Yeah, but would you buy one that was hamstrung though? Would you buy it? No, and I don't think I would.
1: I think what I would want is the flexibility.
2: And that's the the Vive can do everything the Oculus Rift can do, and more.
1: Yes. Well, But the thing is, in a, in a little while's time, when, when Oculus comes out with their motion controllers and when PlayStation VR comes out and potentially have upgraded their motion controllers or come up with even better games that are you know, utilising their existing motion controllers better, then you're kind of almost at a level
2: pegging apart from the no. movement in the room thing yeah. that's going on that's the thing that makes the difference is the room scale uh, virtual reality is the thing that really creates this whole new genre of game yeah
1: it, see I've, really I've got to be really careful in this in this podcast because I've got to play devil's avocado most of the time because mm. <laughs> you you will very have I, I, I don't disagree with you on any particular point The difficulty that I've got is there is a place for the seated experience and there There are people that want the seated experience. My argument
2: is, um, I'm not saying that uh, the seated experience is a bad thing. I do it. Um, But I'm saying, why would you buy a headset that only does that, and just cut yourself off from the rest of it.
1: Yes, and the other thing to watch out for is Oculus have brought out their headsets already. They are yet to bring out their motion controllers, and it wouldn't surprise me if, when they come up with their whatever their in-room experience is, you're going to have to come out with some other kind of tracking as well. Now, when you put all of those together to bring it up to the level of the HTC Vive at the moment, to give it that flexibility to do everything that the Vive can already do, how much is it going to cost when you put it all together? Uh,
2: the uh, the controllers um, don't have uh, a price, but they, they come with an extra camera and they've already spouted on how much the um, value that is in the camera that comes with the kit so you need two cameras to use the touch controllers for the oculus rift Mm. Um, and they're going to go to your left and right either side of your monitor so that um, neither of your hands can occlude the other Um, so one camera can always see both but it but it's still
1: geared towards sitting down isn't it
2: yeah because if you turn around neither camera can see them
1: good grief <laughs> but they've said,
2: right? To be fair and to be open about this, the, they've said that you can do a room scale experience by putting uh, a camera on either side of the room in the same way as you have with the lighthouses and the HTC Vive, and that does work. But um, the difficulty comes. There's it's a bit mixed at the moment. There's um, there's some mixed messages coming out because some people are saying that uh, yeah, well, it works fine. But there's some people that are saying, well, no, it doesn't actually. I've tried it and I get more than three yards, meters away from my camera and the tracking goes mega wobbly. Hmm. And that's just not good enough.
1: But they've got they've got time to get it right?
2: Yeah, there, there is time to get it right. And it does. It looks like the controllers could be better. The thing
1: to watch out for with Oculus, and I'm going to, we're going to move away from this in just a moment, but the thing to watch out for with Oculus is they have spent an awful long time getting this right, and they have been through multiple iterations of this, the DK1, the DK2, and they have spent an awful long time making sure that whatever they bring out is the right thing to bring out. And Mm. people have said that the headset, the Oculus headset, is incredibly comfortable, more comfortable than the
2: Vive. Just to clear that up, the uh, the headset is fantastic fantastic it's the most uh, comfortable thing you could put on your head if you have a normal shaped and sized head right and if you don't wear glasses
0: okay i find the htc vive very heavy mm-hmm. um yeah. i find the oculus rift um it hurts when i wear it really <laughs> yeah. like it, I've, I've you I've have got a, a double crown head. yeah i've got quite I've, i'm i'm a monster um i've <laughs> got a double crown so the back of my head <laughs> sticks out he's a and, beast. Yeah, if I, If I shaved my head, I'd look like one of those Xenomorph aliens. um, (laughs) PlayStation VR is the most comfortable thing that I've worn. And again, when I I talk about earlier when, uh, you know, the first time I played it, the guy had to put it on my head. The second time he literally handed it to me and I just slipped it on and it was fine. It's like putting on a nice hat. Exactly. And I was wearing my glasses, and it was all absolutely fine. When when I tried with the Oculus, um, I, I couldn't leave my glasses on. I had to take them off. And I, when I tried with the Vive, I'm sure I could have put, kept them on if I would played around with it enough. Um, but I, just, I don't know. I just find it's quite, it's quite heavy and fiddly.
2: Right, the Oculus uh, glasses thing, this was another pre-release thing, promise that mm. they um, they failed on. They, they said that it was going to come with a, a second-faced gasket. Uh, yeah. or a facial interface.
1: Does the rift have a thing on the side of it that you can adjust the whole spacing between your eyes thing?
2: Yes. Well on, underneath it's a little slider, the IPD adjustment. Yeah. Okay. In case your eyes are on the side of your head, like a hammerhead Yeah, sharp.
1: in case you're like a fish or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> right. This is a this is a reasonably this is a reasonably comfortable comfortable place to take an ever so brief break. Um, mm. we bash an Oculus far, far Well, can now. I
2: just say I'm not I I sound like an Oculus basher but I I do love Oculus and we wouldn't be where we are now without them. Yeah uh, I just think they've made some really bad mistakes but the headset is fantastic. I
0: show no ill will to the Oculus um except for the first time I ever used one uh, and the guy went if you have any trouble or you cuz I warned him I went I, I get travel sick so uh, and this was with the DK1 as well. Yeah. Oh uh, I, went, I, I do get travel sick and he went oh, okay well this this game's pretty light um it was a uh, like a wingsuit flying things <laughs> well, oh my pretty, god yeah, it was pretty ba- no it was pretty basic you use the thumbstick to move around that was it and you can use oh. your head to move around it's all done in third person what color like, did you spew oh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway um if you put and that was the thing as well this is at an egx and this was the first thing i played we which ran in and queued up for this because i really wanted to play oculus is that like, if, you, if you have any problems just put your hands up i think i've got two minutes in and put my hand up and he went are you okay buddy and i went i'm gonna be sick i'm gonna be sick to <laughs> yeah <get out." laughs> well, see, i did the
1: same thing in a dk1 on a on an fps and yeah. it, I did. Bless me, I didn't know any better. And off I wobbled for about an hour. After that, I couldn't. I could. I. I don't get travel sick at all. Simulate the sickness. You've got to be really
0: careful with these uh, headset demos in public spaces because lots of people and uh, nerds, yep. especially, <laughs> it's, there's there's hygiene issues. So the first time we were using the Rift, um, they, I, they, I'm assuming they were using some kind of wiping alcohol on there because when they put it on, the sponge sort of area was squishy and yes. moist. Oh. I had that as
1: well. You're right, you're absolutely right. Without Oculus, we wouldn't be where we are right now. And it's not that I'm angry at them in any way, shape, or form, because what is there to be angry about? Well, uh, (laughs) I'm not. What is there to be angry about for me? This is the whole thing. What I am is disappointed. I'm kind of disappointed for them as much as anything else because they had Mm. such a head start and they had such hype and they had all of this stuff going on, and I kind of wish for them, for their sake that they had made smarter decisions.
2: Well, we have an easier scapegoat than that. We can just say, blame Facebook, because they bought them, so going to sure be do I'm
1: pretty sure this Palmer Lockheed's fault. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure it's almost entirely his fault. Look, we are going to take a very quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the, the one that I think we've all been in the most, which is the HTC Vive. So I've skirted around the houses a little bit, uh, because I didn't want to make this a really Vive-heavy podcast but we've got an awful lot of games to talk about that we've all been in in the Vive so I think it's worth uh, spending a good bit of time on that but uh, we're going to v- take a very quick break and we'll be back with Chocker block uh, Vive from here to the rafters so be right back it came
0: from the third dimension with its own brain its own voice its own legs there's only one problem It needs your eyes.
1: Virtual Boy, see it now in 3D. Right, we're back. We're going to speak about HTC Vive. Now, uh, some of these games are out on both Vive and on the Rift and possibly going to be coming out on PlayStation VR as well, so we might even be platform agnostic. Ding, ding. So, um... Thank you. The other week, next bus. We, the other week, we uh, myself and my six-year-old daughter jumped in our car and we drove two and a half hours to Lee's house.
2: Road trip.
1: Road trip with a six-year-old, which wasn't as fun as you might imagine. Uh, well, actually, it was just about as fun as you might imagine. I just kept feeding a mint. Oh uh, yeah, filling a filling a six-year-old full of sugar on a road trip. That's exactly what you need to be doing. Wait, did you say mint? Mint, mint, minted
0: So. So essentially laxatives.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't really think about that at the time, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So high on sugar and laxatives. There wasn't a brilliant. huge amount of forethought that went into this. So yeah, anyway, we drove all the way over there, we got there, we uh, we shoved ourselves in Lee's garage and and we put uh, we put both myself and my six-year-old daughter into the HTC Vive. And what ensued for the, over the next what, probably seven or so hours hmm. is one of the most fun and weird and immersive experiences that i've ever had in, in all of gaming which and is that a big, was just thing, dinner which is a big thing to say for me they were very good burgers but we played loads of games and there's loads of games to talk about and this is going to be really difficult for lee um and i don't know how what it's going to be like for chris because i think you guys have both been in this a lot more than i have well i know lee has been in this a lot more than, in fact he's probably in it now <laughs> i did consider that
2: but then i'd go all nasal <laughs> I'm not actually sure he's
1: seen the real world for a couple of days. His wife just keeps coming in and changing <laughs> the catheter. Um, so, look, I'm going to jump in. I want to talk about a game first. Now, this is probably my standout game of the whole time I was there. And I had a lot of time to think about this because it was, it was probably between two or possibly three. Um, but this is the zombie training simulator. I don't know how much love this game gets.
2: Not enough.
1: It's a zombie training simulator, for people who haven't seen it, if you've ever played like a, uh, an arcade shooter like Point Blank, Or or something similar to that and you really, really loved it. This is that in VR. And essentially what happens is you you start and you're next to a table and you can literally just reach out with the controllers and pick up. There's an array of weaponry and there's like stakes that you can throw to get the zombies away. Mm. There's grenades, there's, there's uh, gas canisters, there's a lantern, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things. There's a radio that you can turn on and throw that. And Now the, the zombies that are coming at you are just cardboard cutouts, that's all they are. So it's no, in no way a serious game. It's a very, very brightly coloured game and, and all the rest of it. Now that being said, When you first pick up these guns and you hold them in front of you, these are not cartoony at all. They just look like actual guns. Now, (laughs) I didn't know this because this was one of the first games that I played when I got there. But the level of detail on these weapons is absolutely bloody astounding. It's ridiculous. Now, compared to the rest of the game, which still looks great, but you're shooting at cardboard cutouts, these guns are almost out of place. The other thing about these guns is they're freaking beautiful to shoot. And I didn't, Mm -hmm. again, didn't appreciate this until I got into a few other shooters inside the thing. But these guns are, like, perfect. I went off and played Space Pirate Trainer, which isn't bad, but it... It's it's not as good, and I played a couple of the zombie games that we've got. Which some of them weren't. Really I,
0: good I I would like to sort of point out as well. You can easily lose like a good couple of hours playing uh, uh, the pirate space pirate trainer. Yes,
1: you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, it's very arcade shooter. I lost a ridiculous amount of time in this one as well, and it, it's just it's fun, and it's fun not just because it's a fun VR game. Because they've added these cartoony elements and throwing meat to to get the zombies to stop running at you and all this kind of stuff. And you pick up the guns and you can just shoot loads of them. It's ridiculous fun. And every time you shoot one of the cardboard cutouts, it makes a hole where you hit them and all of this kind of stuff. Really, really, really good game. One of these things that's really difficult to explain, but if you've ever enjoyed something like Point Blank, where... You shoot something. Keep thinking you're
0: saying Point Break, and no, no, no. And you (laughs) get when you you hit something.
1: Yeah, the old one, not the new one. You get this. um, (laughs) There's a new one. You get this ding when you when you hit stuff with the gun. It's almost like that, but it's just brilliant. Absolutely love this game. If I think it's free as well. No, is it not free? Uh, No, (laughs) I'm wrong. It's not free. free. It's free if you didn't pay for it and you went around your friend's
2: house to play. It's free
1: if you pirate it.
2: Accelerator, the, the uh, game devs, uh, kindly gave it to us as a review copy. Oh, we got it free! <laughs> free in that way, but um, yeah, really, really nice people, uh, really approachable. Um, £14.99, and I think it's worth every penny. Absolutely worth it. If you're looking for a
1: shooter... Uh, now, Space Pirate Trainer is incredible, don't get me wrong. The thing about this versus Space Pirate Trainer is the variance. Now, Space Pirate Trainer is a game that you play to perfect, um, mm-hmm. and you just get better and better and better. This... Yeah, you're gonna get better and better and better, but it's the variance because you've got an array of different weapons and they all fire and, and have very different effects. And you've got the meat to throw, the grenades to throw, the lamp, the radio, and all these other things. Every time you you play it, you can try a different thing. Whereas with Space Pirate Trainer, it's very much the thing that you need to try Learn shooting the them. Yeah, Space Pirate <laughs> Learn the Trainer
2: pattern. is a proper arcade game. Yeah, this it, is, This has more depth to it. It's, it's, it's great. You, yeah, you it's
0: would believe depth. it was a house mark game if you yeah if you hadn't looked at the developer beforehand. But yeah, it's it's so addictive and twitchy and I love
1: it it's what's Space Pirate Trainer yeah see right I like Space Pirate Trainer so we'll jump into that we'll jump into that but right that woman's zombie training simulator I can't recommend this enough I the, the charm of this game
2: got
0: charm me. the charm imagine of this um, game
2: got any self shaded game that you've ever seen that has that charm with zombies that make a horrible grindy, horrible zombie or noise as they come towards you. and re- It really does. Every time I put people in um, Zombie Training Simulator and they've immediately heard that noise, they freak out. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just fucking cardboard cutouts. I've um, seen a 20 stone man lose his shit on this game. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I would say
1: is it would be nice well, now, right, maybe I just didn't do it but it would be nice to be able to duel wield guns
2: in that yeah, game. Yeah, I think they've kind of yeah, that, that that might be something. Like Space they add Pirate in the future. Trainer,
1: yeah. Now, <laughs> now, in Space Pirate Trainer, you can do that. And in the other, what's one, Chris's favorite that, game? It's not my favorite game, but I freaking love it. We're going to smoothly <laughs> move into another shooting game then. Um, space Pirate Trainer. <laughs> so we're gonna, only going to talk talk about this very quickly. Space Pirate Trainer is uh, another shooting game.
2: Uh, Lee, do you want to explain this one? Okay, Space Pirate Trainer. You are standing on a platform in space above a planet, and it's an arcade game. It's at its heart, it's a pure old school arcade game where you have um, waves of enemies coming at you you have to learn the patterns you have to learn how to move and you have to above all you have to learn how to shoot Uh, and i don't mean learn how to uh, hit the aliens with your mouse or keyboard your joystick and aiming pointer you have to learn how to shoot properly Um, that's the only way to get good at this game and i I've spent hours and hours and hours in this game.
1: Chris sounds like he's pretty pretty enamoured with it as well. I can. No, I'm, get I'm in of it right game. now. <laughs> yeah, you're,
2: you're actually playing at the moment. <laughs> One of the things that I really love about it is it uh, it has its own kind of filter on it where you can't play it for too long, uh, and that's because your arm will fall off. Uh, I think you mean you can't play it for too
0: long, but oh, right. I, I've got. I've got a knackered shoulder. Well, I've got two knackered shoulders from playing Wii Boxing. That can prove you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I will stick this game out as long as I damn
2: well want to. Yeah, but you can't
1: play Hover Junkers for more than about five minutes. But quickly, <laughs> my knee gives way.
2: You'll need oxygen after that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, it's like Space Pirate Trainer, I don't want to talk about it too much because I think we've spoken about it on most of the podcasts that so we've been on at some point in time. But it can get very frantic. But the great, the key thing about Space Pirate Trainer is, so you've got guns, and you can have a gun in either hand, um, and the gun has got. Three three or four firing modes five five firing modes I five. I only-
2: single shot burst full auto railgun and beam that's right
1: it. yes that's it nobody uses a beam because it's rubbish the, and every- you've also got shields everybody says that the railgun is, is supposedly amazing couldn't make it fucking work uh, for advanced <laughs> I couldn't players. make most of it work Alternatively what you can do with either one of your hands Is reach behind So these these guns you can uh, The guns don't have to be on the same mode You can have them both on different modes So you can have one gun firing a railgun One gun on rapid fire or whatever you want um in fact with a beam weapon you can do this whole Ghostbusters thing where you cross the beams and make like cross a Cross the streams. Yeah, cross the streams and, and make a super not very good beam. <laughs> but what you can also do is if you reach behind your back as though you're pulling like another weapon out from your backpack or something, the gun turns into a shield, which is a semi-transparent shield. Which mm-hmm. then can reflect away, like bounce away the projectiles that the enemies are firing at you. And
2: There's nothing more satisfying in this game than when you get a whole bunch of um, drones come up in one area in front of you. And you hold your shield up. You don't bother with firing at them. You just hold your shield up in front of their incoming fire and reflect it all back. Yeah. It's amazing. It's And you get extra points for that. Makes you feel like Captain America. I would also
1: like to say that there are a couple of moments in that game where I totally flipped my shit because I realised that there was somebody behind me. Kind of yeah. flailed around a little bit. And then after a couple of moments, realised that both of my arms were shields and I didn't know what I was doing. So <laughs> I didn't like, know you could do dual shields. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. de- oh, yeah, you can. You can go turtle mode. Yeah, you can definitely do and the thing is if you pull the trigger when you've got the shield out as well it fires like a kind of pulse blast that sends. i didn't the, know this yeah that sends yeah, them yeah. skittering around have you not done that it's no. brilliant at the beginning when a cluster of them come out if you click the trigger with we're, we're aiming your shield at them it sends like a pulse at them and you can see the air shimmer or whatever it and, does that whole yeah noise thing, and it uh, it sends them like sc- scattering away so if you've got some to your left but you want to shoot at the ones at your right, fire a pulse at the ones at your left, and then shoot at the ones at the right. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: I want I I I to dual world shields, and then as they get closer, just twat them with a the shield.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, there's been loads of times where I've, um, I've been fighting, turned around, and there's been one flying in between my shield and my face, and it's trapped <laughs> there. And it's, it's the freakiest thing, because you, you honestly believe that that's a real thing, and it's there, and you can actually bat it away with your shield. I can imagine you punching a very
1: expensive headset doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I flipped my shit out in this game possibly more times than in any of the other games that I played. Simply, simply because it's a intense and b I couldn't really get the control of my arms that I needed. (laughs) (laughs) My hand-eye coordination clearly isn't as good as I thought that it was. Um, The other thing is I didn't feel like the guns in this game were calibrated as well as the guns that were in the zombie training simulator. However. I believe that they've now brought out a patch because my entire problem is in Zombie Training Simulator, the angle between the stock that you're holding, which is actually the the Vive controller, and yeah. the barrel that's coming out. In Zombie Training Simulator, it felt perfect, and yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to aim too accurately because it just felt right. In space, project trainer, it didn't feel right, and that I think that was part of the problem I was having because I was I was aiming very accurately and I was still missing. Part of that is because I'm shite, and part of it was I think because of this. But they've Mostly now they've now acknowledged shy. this, haven't they? And they brought out an update that allows you to adjust the angle between the stock and the and the barrel.
2: Yeah. um interestingly zombie training simulator also brought out an update because um some people pick up space pirate trainer and go this is spot on this is just like shooting a real gun yeah um because it feels the, the angle suits them and the way yeah. that they're holding the control it's what they expect I felt that it was aiming in a completely different direction than I wanted it to aim now they've brought out this patch it's just it's a beautiful
1: thing
0: mm.
2: so there you go Chris is that another thing you didn't know no I, I did not know so there you
1: go if, if you've got any problems like I have you can adjust it
0: I want I want VR Avengers that would oh. be- Oh,
1: Captain, Captain America shield
0: Captain America because your repulses as Iron Man Hulk smash you know all that kind uh, of stuff I did kind uh, of think yeah, about
1: that the problem that I've got with something that you can throw is that I can only imagine that these controllers are going to take a tumble and actually a couple of times while we were in Lee's garage that's they why you went... put
2: the wrist straps on yes. they yeah. were always on Yeah, they <laughs> they were Nintendo on the... teach you anything <laughs> they were on the entire well, time well Nintendo actually provided the wrist straps for my Vive controllers because the ones that come with my Vive controllers are made of dental floss <laughs> excellent <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're they're really shit. I've got another movie tie in that we'll come to on a game that you're going to mention later, so I'll just put that there for now.
1: All right, no worries, just leave it hanging. Uh, I don't want to talk about shooting games anymore, even though there are more shooty bang games, but we're going to drone on about them far too much. So, somebody shout out a game that isn't quite so shooty bang. Audio Shield. the Ding. Now, I haven't played this, so you two chat away. Explain what the game is, Chris. You
2: go, Chris.
0: Um, Audio Surf was like a a kind of a guitar hero uh, competitor at the time. So PC didn't really have guitar or any of those kind of games. So you had uh, an, you, you had a little spaceship on a track and you would move it on the track to make it hit notes at certain times um, and, and follow the right track. And the idea was is you could use this with your own music library and it would generate a track based off of your music. been done in loads of games like Vibribbon, for instance. Um, Audio Shield is made by the same guy who made Audio Surf, and the idea this time is instead of being a ship on a track you're a dude holding two shields and there are stars of three different kind of stars or comets or paint I don't really know coming out the sky of three different colours there's orange blue which would be your left or your right arm Mm -hmm. uh, left or right shields that are coloured coordinated to those uh, projectiles or there's purple which is you put crossing the two shields and creating purple and again, done in time with music. You can use your own music, you can use the music from the game, or you can connect to SoundCloud and use whatever the hell's out there. So that's what we were doing, looking for really dirty, grimy drum and bass, trying to find something to to, to really challenge us. Um, but yeah, it's so much fun. I, I think that was the game I played the most of um, when I was last playing live. We were using uh, Lonely Island,
2: the Jack of Sparrow
1: song. <laughs> oh, my word, really?
2: <laughs> Is it got much life in it? I Oh, the- it's got infinite life in it. If you like rhythm games. I find it kind of harks back to, uh, if you remember when
0: Guitar Hero came out and suddenly everyone was mad for Guitar Hero. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, you play it on your own and then your friend comes over and brings their guitar and then you play it together. And then Rock Band came out and then it added the singing and the drums and all this other kind of stuff. And then it's kind of progressed from that until we had the massive crash of, of the peripheral uh, uh, musical instruments controllers and then it all disappeared now it tried to come back but it's not quite worked the way they they thought the fans wanted it and all this kind of stuff it kind of harks back to the the initial guitar hero that thing you can play on your own and you have people in the living room they're waiting their turn they're like okay let me try and or let me try this song instead and it it feels a lot like that so yeah it's it's a great party game i think
1: stripped it right down to bare bones and made it fresh and new and fun again and they, yeah. yeah, I think this is VR has got the opportunity to do an awful lot of that. But are, more than that, it's giving people the opportunity to make games that don't rely on your AAA graphics and all of this kind of stuff. Because an yeah. awful lot of these games are, let's face it, pretty simplistic. And you wouldn't get away with some or a lot of these games, uh, or actually some of them have got have got. Uh, non VR counterparts that are absolutely fine and doing very well, um, like mm. the amazing Incredible Machiney thing that I can never remember the name of. Um, <laughs> Fantastic incredible thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what it says in the back of the box. Um, but yes, yeah, so many of. These games—they're they're like stripping. They're going back to old ideas, making them mm. new and fresh and fun and, and great again. And I, this is what I really like. It's almost like a reinvention of gaming.
2: I love the story of the the guy that actually made this. I can't remember his name. Um, he uh he got on the uh, the whole virtual reality bandwagon and, th- and thought, right, I want to make a, a virtual reality game. So he um. His first idea was to make one where you sit on your um, exercise machine, your your right, mm. um, your exercise bike, and uh, you cycle along to the beats of the music. And that wow. was his idea. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, right I, thought, that. I thought that was good, but um, mm. can you imagine what the sweat's going to be like in that? <laughs> Okay,
1: look, we've spoken about that. Can I jump to um, another game, that another non-shooting game that I spent a bit, uh, a bit of time in? It's Fantastic ah. Contraption. I remember the name. Do you know why I remember <laughs> the fantastic name? Fantastic Machine I've got Thing. It, I've got it open in front of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played Fantastic Contraption. So in this, if you ever played the... Inc- imp- it was called The Incredible Machine or The Impossible Machine ages and ages ago and like the 386. Um, essentially, what you've got is you've got a course and you have got this little purple block and you have got to build something that takes the purple block from where you're standing to the other purple end zone at the end of whatever the obstacle course is. And they start off reasonably easy and they get progressively harder and harder. And you've got mm. this weird floating cat, which is the love child of nightmares and, and ja- Japan. And, <laughs> they, and that is just kind of hovering next to you. And it's, you pull parts of it off. I wish I was joking. You pull parts of this cat off right and like one part of the cat is like a stick and the other part of the cat is a blue stick and i never really understood the difference between the brown i still stick don't know what the blue stick is. i'm not allowed to pull off cats i got to rest. my no. god <laughs> <Stop one>. on. <laughs> um yeah you got to leave the brown stick alone so the and then there's a and then there's a thing that you pull off its back that's like a wheel like a barrel wheel thing uh and then there's like a you pull a bulbous thing out of his butt that's like a weight and it, it's really weird it's difficult to are explain. you sure
0: this is a game you played it's and not some definitely kind of yeah. dream. it wasn't it's just a hallucination. A, it
1: wasn't just an acid <laughs> trip no, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's kind of a little bit like a bridge is it bridge builder bridge simulator whatever yeah, all that's called it's
1: very similar to that kind of thing but you've got to, you've got to guide you've got to make a vehicle basically you've got to make a, a, like a car or something that mm. drives its way across this obstacle course and does whatever the obstacle course requires for you to get this kind of pink sphere into the end zone. Now, it starts off quite easy, it gets really difficult, but it, it gets to the point where you've got to make really weird contraptions like catapults and stuff like yeah, that Yeah, I made well. one the other day. Um, it's fantastic. So it gets really a fantastic contraption. And yeah. the... <laughs> 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 How
2: did they come up with that name? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I didn't realise... But I spent about 45 minutes in this game and I thought I was in there for about 10. I, I really, I genuinely, really got immersed in this. What a this, year is it? This was the first time that I came out of the headset and went, I'm in a fucking garage. What's going on? I yeah. really felt completely immersed.
0: I love the idea of you, like, just taking the headset off and being like, I yeah. was a king of the people. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had a beard. What's happened? And then you take it off. On. You've only been gone for five minutes. Yeah, there's a 28-year-old
1: woman there going, Dad, where did you i <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) even better there were so many things that were great about this game it was absolutely brilliant It's such a simple idea but it's executed so 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 well and you could everybody builds things in a completely different way the thing that gets me about this game and you've got to watch somebody play it to really understand this the menu system is probably the most inspired thing that i have seen happen in vr so what happens is as well as the cat, the weird creepy cat thing that you pull in pieces off next to you, mm-hmm. there's also this like helmet that's that's just kind of looming around there, <laughs> right? And and it, it's not on the cat. And then, Pulling off a cat's helmet and, in the end zone, and what, got ha- it. and what happens is you pick up this helmet and you put it on your head. So you literally pick up this helmet and you p- drop it down <laughs> over your head. And as you drop this helmet down over your head. It's like the world changes. You can literally pull it down halfway. And Most of the
2: 45 it. minutes that Rich was in there, he was, was him just, just, just lifting helmet this helmet up and, and putting off. it back on. <laughs> and
1: it's, it's, it's so bizarre, but you can put it half on and half off. When you're inside the helmet, you see a superimposed... It's a different world, so you mm. can see things around you that you can't see when you haven't got the helmet on. It's such a simple idea, but it's executed so crazily well that it, was, it blew my mind the first time I put this thing on. But it's, and it's great things like the way you save and load the, world's, or the, the contraptions that you've made is you put the helmet on and you see there's like a pedestal mm. with the world and your little contraption on it. And you literally pick that up off the pedestal and drop it onto a table and then it's saved. And then you can take the helmet off and carry on playing. Or you put the helmet back on and you, you move the world that you've got into like a kind of temporary area and pick up a new blank world that you haven't tried to complete yet, drop it on the pedestal, take the helmet off, and now suddenly you're in that other world. It's, it's so perfectly done. It's, uh, you've got to watch somebody play this, or if you can, get into it. But it's just excellent.
2: Uh, this is uh, probably one of the um, games that's best going to show you on a 2D screen what it's like to be playing the game in a virtual reality headset because they do some mixed reality stuff. Mm. So they show the, the, a camera that actually shows the person on a green screen mixed into the game and that oh, really wow. does give um, if you look up Northway Games who are the developers on YouTube, they do loads of, of these mixed reality videos and they're excellent to watch. Mm. I highly recommend them. Um, my, um, this one is actually the one which had my movie tie in which I think would work brilliantly which is um, Home Alone. Whoa. So you have oh, yeah. to build the contraptions <laughs> oh, around the house. Be amazing! <laughs> I that thought would you'd be like amazing.
1: that. Amazing! But yeah, this was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant game. And actually, offshoots like that, the mechanisms are all there in this game, and the physics and all the rest of it are all there in this game. It'd be brilliant. D- have you not played this, Chris?
2: No, no, I haven't. Oh, this oh, is a must-play. Gotta get yourself in this game. You've Rich, yep. play a game. Uh, how much do you think this game costs? Don't look. Oh, I don't know. Uh, right, there's going to be a slightly inflated price because it, it's one of the uh, bundled titles right? currently. So if you wanted to buy it, okay. on Steam, 15 quid. 30 pounds. Shit, wow. really? Wow. Yeah.
1: Right, now that is a bit off putting, I've got to admit. I mean, it's, mm. incri- it's, a, it's an amazing game, but this is. Yeah. It's probably worth 30 quid. (laughs) The, The difficulty that I've got with this kind of thing is if you equate it to the amount of time that you would spend in something that you would buy on a console... So yeah. if you were to buy Call of Duty, for example, I, play, I, I don't tend to play Call of Duty online very much. I will play the single player, which is roughly a 10-hour campaign. And I'll feel pretty good about it because I like the Call of Duty campaigns and then I'll be done and dusted. But I've spent 40 quid on a 10-hour experience. Mm. I can spent 10 hours in this. I spent fucking 45 minutes in it didn't even realise.
2: You yeah. came out and my daughter had a beard. Well, you spent nearly an hour already of my time and I've played six hours of it.
1: Wow. <laughs> so there you go. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, I think 30 quid probably is a bit of a stretch for this, but yeah, difficult one. If you can get hold of it for free, <laughs> <laughs> then it's definitely worth playing. Um, look, Lee, shoot another game at us quick.
2: Hover Junkers. Oh. Hover Junkers!
1: Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. All right, explain Hover Junkers for the Luddites that don't know.
2: Hover Junkers is a virtual reality's answer to a first-person shooter. And the way they solve this is instead of you walking around, you are on a Hover Junker, what? which you can steer. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, without too much um, motion sickness. Um,
0: yeah, I, th- I think it helps because the, the Hover Junker itself, it, it's it's like a little junk ship, but... smaller but they're kind of like a junk ship would be kind of scrappy and uh, lots of bits around it and things and I I think that kind of it's got that whole
2: borderlands aesthetic yeah
0: and it kind of helps it makes you think that you're standing on a plane you know on a, on a, a,
2: a simple plane while everything else moves around you as long as you've got a point of reference you are not susceptible to simulator sickness you're still susceptible yeah. to motion sickness
1: right so the problem that i have with this game so the way that you move around in this game is you take well i had a couple of problems with this game i'd just like to say yeah. but um so you put you put your left hand or put one of your hands up the ship right so you <laughs> stuff it you stuff it up the ship and you wiggle it around and that you, moves you about. You have
0: a special gun for controls yeah yeah you wear you, the ship like a glove yeah,
1: exactly and you <laughs> move around now the whole crack is that you zoom around this map and you shoot other people, and when they blow up or die, you pick up the junk that they leave behind, and you use it to add it to your ship to give yourself more defense. Now, I'd like to point out, never figured out how to pick up junk, ever. So I was basically flying around like a great big fucking... I think quack- that's because you didn't actually shoot anybody. Shut up. So, <laughs> the, the things are... Um, you can't turn. And this might sound like a weird thing, but it does help to stop the motion sickness.
2: Uh, you can't rotate.
1: You can't rotate. That's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So what you're actually doing Mate, is going you forward can't backwards, forwards and backwards and side to side, in, in essence. You're, you're
2: perpetually strafing.
1: Yeah, your ship is always facing the same direction. You can obviously turn, and you don't have to stay in the same, like, facing the same direction while you're driving it either. You can turn and, and keep driving. The problem that I didn't have necessarily was to go in the left and right and going forwards and backwards. It is that the terrain isn't flat so that you'll be yeah. zooming along and you'll get to points where you kind of go uphill and then down a dip. That's mm. what threw me off. I nearly fell oh. over a couple of times while I was doing that because it, you instinctively I brace your legs because <laughs> you think that you're going over like a, a, a lump or whatever it is and it's just not happening. And then you, yeah, it's just, weird. It's a, you know when you go down the stairs, you know when you go down the stairs yeah. and you, you're bleary eyed in the morning and you think there's an extra step, but there isn't. Mm. Have you ever done that? And then you like step Not for a while, but you, yeah. You step down as if there's another step but there totally isn't one and you just kind of like collapse into yourself.
2: I'm old, it's practically every step. For
1: it's me. like it's <laughs> it's like that. Your ricket's. I always feel like I'm walking up steps, even if I'm on a pavement. <laughs> yeah.
2: Even when I'm going downhill. Even when I'm sat
1: <laughs> down. These old knees of mine. The, the uh but yeah, it was it's kinda of like that the other pro- i'm going i'm going to throw all my problems about this game because you guys really you guys like i've them. got one too but you uh, care another problem that i've got with this game is that they give you this amazing way of shooting with both hands and they're mm-hmm. a really fucking clunky way of changing weapons mm-hmm. so that you pretty much perpetually have to have the driving gun thing in your other hand. This,
0: this is why it helps to have two people on a hover junker.
1: Yeah, I guess that. But if you're playing it yeah. solo, which, which is what I was attempting to do, it basically meant that I was just playing with one hand shooting and one hand trying to drive the entire time. And it feels really clunky. You would mm. have thought that you could have just had it so that you put both hands out in front of you as if you were grabbing a steering wheel and that the game would kind of like in the direction of where the steering wheel is and for the game to kind of go okay you're trying to drive now and then off you go and start moving or something like that that would have felt better to me and I'm sure they could have made it work like that
2: Stress Level Zero are the developers of this and they are one of the coolest and most amazing developers that I've ever seen on the internet if you check out some of their videos under the name of Node on YouTube um, lots of playthroughs of all sorts of ones the latest one they've done actually interestingly is Minecraft in VR Right, on the Vive, which is really, really, really good. You should both check that out. It's so cool. Um, But yeah, Stress Level Zero, they're proper gamers. And they've looked at this and they've gone, oh my god, this will be so cool if we do this. And and one of the things that uh, has suffered from this is the reload mechanism. Mm. In this, you have to click the trackpad, which pops the cylinder out of the revolver then you have to rotate your thumb around the trackpad to put rounds into the cylinder see I really liked that and then flick it back which is fine if you get used to it but for new players coming in who are getting Mm -hmm. shot at it's the hardest thing in the the world the first time you do it you there a learning this curve. This is you... amazing. The, yeah. first, the could...
1: first couple of times you do it, they're going, "This is fucking amazing. This is the best thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen." Yeah. When you're in the middle of a fight, you wanted to eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <so annoying. laughs>
0: it's a learning curve. How many video games can you say do that? Lo- loads of video games. Uh, yeah, you're, it's, you're it's, absolutely it, right. No, you understand. are. It's difficult
1: to pick up, but easy to master. The, the, yeah, was, I've got a couple of things that I di- don't like about this game. I'm going to shoot it. Right, this is a pure PvP game. There is no currently there is no campaign to this game, so you are always playing against other people.
2: The single player missing is why. I struggle with wanting to play this game because I want to be able to practice yes. reloading and, and a single-player campaign is going to give you that. It is coming.
1: There is a shooting arena, yeah? so you can go into it and practice shooting, can't you? But there's no there's no single-player campaign where you can kind of get better at moving around the rig and ducking and hiding and the rest of it. Yeah. Now, what that means is essentially because you don't have a huge amount of people with VR headsets out there at the moment and you'll get some people that play more games than others. Now, what you end up with is that at least one person in every Hover Junkers game plays fucking Hover Junkers to death. Mm. and uh, they're very, very good, and they've got over this learning curve, or they were just adept at it anyway. And, and then you've got idiots like me that jumping in. <laughs> it. Yeah, and, then you, and then you've got people like me. Oh, I want to play you. And, and Chris, who pirouettes in the air. And <laughs> I just... The problem that I had is I was driving up to people I had the best of intentions, and then I was ducking down, and then fumbling with the gun trying to load it up, and then wondering mm. why I was still moving, because my other hand is still in the fucking gun hole. And um, doing all of this kind of stuff... And then you pop your head out, ever so slightly ready to shoot this guy. And from about 50 fucking yards away, he just goes, fuck off, bang. shoots you right in between the (laughs) eyes. And it's just like, what was I doing? What what can I possibly do to beat this person? And it really kills the fun levels of it for me.
0: I I, I kind of dipped out the first time I played because um, the guys drove up and just absolutely... E- ev- eviscerator, eviscerator well I, I can't say the words killed us <laughs> killed um, but, because I was preoccupied because I was on my knees trying to fillet the guy driving because <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh you can get down on your knees this will be funny <laughs> I've been <laughs> shot <laughs> it was probably him <laughs> next to my new lover <laughs> it was probably him get the fuck off <laughs> and yeah no they, they didn't just, take kindly to our way of life <laughs>
2: <laughs> not in my state um, the- another problem that I have with this game is that um, without a single player campaign you're forced to play multiplayer yep. mm-hmm. not enough people playing it Yeah. just the natural progression of the of the game as it comes out and more people get headsets but at the moment I go on and there's just nobody playing so no, you know,
0: like- I guess I was just lucky when I played the first time because it was on a Saturday it was like 2 in the afternoon yeah. and there were yeah. loads of people playing
1: I'd like to jump right. So we said about a few bad things. Now, these are all things that are very, very fixable. Mm. I I kind of dislike the reload mechanisms, not because they're hard. It's because they're unnecessarily fiddly. There are too many actions in my mind. It's cool, but it's not natural. The problem is that you click, so with your right thumb, if the gun's in your right hand, you click in the pad. Then still with your right thumb, you, you wheel round to put bullets in. Then with your right hand, you snap the gun shirt. Now, what's your left hand doing? Because surely if you're reloading a gun, <laughs> you're using both hands. Don't don't snicker at that. The...
2: <laughs> the,
1: the um, so it would have kind of been more natural if you pushed the button to...
2: Pop I think the word you're looking for is masturbation, But Yeah,
1: <laughs> I wasn't looking for it, I was trying to avoid it. Oh, sorry, okay, <laughs> I was just trying to help. To push the, push the button to pop out the chamber, and then tip the gun so that the, the bullets fall out, then use your other hand to kind of do a ramming in action, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't help myself. Right, oh. and then flick the chamber closed. For me that would feel more natural. The problem Mm -hmm. that I've got is the circular motion with my thumb. That's Mm. kind of the entire issue. And it's not because (laughs) it's not cool or anything, it's because it doesn't feel natural. And it's a similar thing with the shotgun as well. I think if they made some changes to the way that the mechanic worked, they could keep it still really cool, and in keeping with what they were trying to do, but not as fiddly when you're really in the heat at the moment and shotgun's
2: a little bit less fiddly you you kind of just click away at the trackpad until it's full and then flip it shut
1: yeah
0: see i I think they make it fiddly i I think it's intentionally fiddly to give yourselves that breathing room that Mm -hmm. time because you are essentially in a firefight with other people and it's not just you it's everyone has that issue so the, the the opposition has that issue So while they're fumbling to reload, you could be jumping out from cover and shooting them in the head.
2: I'm I'm the only one fumbling. They're all reloading in a split second. I'm fumbling. Yeah, because they're used to it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's
1: the, the whole point. point. Master I, the game. I don't. Yeah, and you. So basically, what you're saying is get good. Yeah, <laughs> scrub. Play better. <laughs> get good scrub. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and that might be intentional. I have a funny feeling that it's not because of how approachable the game seems to be trying to. feel. Oh, I think it is. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Yeah, they're I going think down it is. The, more, the slightly more kind of get get better at the game scrub route.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I think that it's a game mechanic. I think they've yeah, done yeah. it on purpose. Because my my first
0: time, like I said, I got I got. Bulleted and I got bullet hell all over me, but the second time, you know, I I had much more fun with it. Ah, right, I've got the idea now. Yeah. yeah. And again, another person was shooting, so I was able to duck down, hide, pop up, take pot shots, dive out if I really
2: wanted to, and look all cool and and screw my knee up in the process. Um, (laughs) Unlike a lot of the games that are out on the Vive at the moment, this is a game that isn't just pick up and play. This is a game you have to learn. This is a proper exactly. game.
1: Which I actually quite like. And that yeah. element of it and the fact that you do have to get better at it and all the rest of it.
2: I will be coming back to I this game like a lot. I do like
1: But also the aesthetic, brilliant. The way it looks mm. and everything, it looks fantastic.
2: This is one of the games that really brings people. Well, it's one of the only multiplayer games on the Vive right now. Yeah. And it's multiplayer in a way that we haven't seen multiplayers before. Because you can, you've got body language in this. You've got people that, that have their head tracked and their hands tracked. In the mm. same space as you. Uh, when you're in the um, in the lobby, in the in the bar at the start before the round starts, you can interact with people. You can talk to them. Yeah, I was picking up robot robot the voiced by Justin Roiland.
1: Oh really? I was using that opportunity to be really irritating because there's <laughs> there's a screen in that bar at the beginning when everybody's like in the lobby. Um yeah, you...
2: Richard was putting his finger up the <laughs> um the other guy's nose. It wasn't
1: that. Basically people stand there and they want to look at the screen because they're picking their junker and their <laughs> and they're setting stuff up. But I found out that being you could so childish. Pick, you could pick stuff up, like plates yep. and stuff, just hold it in front them. of no, just hold it in front of their face. <laughs> so they can't have see the board.
0: <laughs> have you have you lobbed the barman out? Have you pulled the barman? Yes, I the have. Bar? Yeah, I threw have him, you out thrown the
1: door? him out. the bar? Yeah, I threw him out the door.
2: That's so fun.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of fun. But yeah, so if you're in
2: if, pulling off cats and barman now. Oh
1: well, wow. <laughs> no, that is ultimate trolling in Hover Junkers. it's possibly something that they need to fix. But you should have seen these guys. They were literally trying to duck around me to get <laughs> away from the thing. And I don't often troll people in games. It was fucking yeah, worse under my name queuing. <laughs> uh, yeah, under Lee's name, so bad. Right, okay, Hover, Hover Junkers. I didn't hate it. But Mm -hmm. in terms of how approachable and easy to play and fun, the other games I played on the day were immediately. Mm -hmm. This wasn't immediately. But that's probably because I need to get good scrub. And actually, after a bit of time, it's probably really, really good fun. There are an awful lot of pluses to it. And it's got a huge amount of stuff that other games aren't doing like the way that you'd reload and stuff like that. So for all of those reasons, I really like it.
2: This is a game that's under uh, heavy development still, and it is going to get a lot better. And I am going to play it a lot more.
1: Wow.
0: One of the best things about going to the cinema is that your mind gets transported far away from reality. Of course, I can only enter the story mentally. There's no way yet that I can physically get involved in all that action. But in the not-too-distant future, a helmet like this could help me to believe I'm in any number of three-dimensional worlds by putting me right in the middle of all sorts of interactive, computer-generated adventures. Since the scenes don't really exist, programmers around the world experimenting with this concept call it
2: virtual reality.
1: Right, so this has changed ever so slightly since we played it. And actually, these games are getting updated so frequently that all of them, mm. I think, have changed since last time I was over there and played yep. them. But um, so one of the first things that happened when we got there is I knew that if I stuck myself in this VR headset and my daughter was forced to sit there and watch, she'd go mental at me. So I, very, in a very daddy kind of way, went, all right, you can go first. So the first thing that she went into was mm. Minecraft. It was amazing how quickly she picked that up and started playing around with it, but to be honest it's not a huge amount. You can p- kinda of play Minecraft but it is She loved it. She loved it and she was she was having a great time.
2: And it, um, and if you're just gonna gloss over that before you do, Minecraft in VR is incredible. Yeah, and All right. must okay. be experienced. But carry on.
1: But it, it... I I feel like Minecraft in VR must be experienced because you just kind of walk around and experience it, not to actually play Minecraft. No,
2: no, you're completely 100% wrong. Really? Yes, (laughs) watch those Node videos, you'll understand. Right,
1: okay, fine. But anyway, she had a blast in that, and she didn't want to come out of Minecraft. She didn't want to stop playing Minecraft. But she wasn't really doing anything, and it was very dull to watch, so we had to move on. So we we put her in Job Simulator. Uh, now, I didn't play Job Simulator, because I watched her play Job Simulator for about an hour and a fucking half, and I was fed up a of it by the uh-huh. end of it. But she was having an amazing time. Job Simulator sounds dull. If you don't really know what this is, it's kind of, kind of there with like Surgeon Simulator and stuff like that, but not quite a slapstick. It's... um. It's literally a game where you pick you're in an office or you're in a restaurant or what are the other places you can go into?
2: Karma Kanakan, Quickie Mart.
1: Right, okay. And literally like she was playing the restaurant one primarily, but she did do the office one I think very briefly yeah. as well. Um but literally you get a, a check come in, which is the first problem. So you get a check come in, you pull that down off the kind of wheel thing above your head, and you it tells you what you've gotta make. And then you've got to pull the thing, like literally open the fridge, pull the pull the food out and boil it and chop it or whatever you've got to do to make that food and then ring the bell and send it out and all the rest of it sounds really simple it's a hell of a lot of fun and it is just she was having a whale of a time not even doing what she was meant to be doing she turned on the radio she was raving in the middle of the room while she was lobbing stuff out of the fridge and trying to hit people with eggs and stuff like that um, the biggest problem that she had was that when a new ticket came in, she couldn't reach it <laughs> because she's six. Aww. So I had to walk, me or Lee had to walk over and literally pick her up. In She's the really heavy for six. <laughs> hey, leave her alone. I think that's mostly the headset. <laughs> You've played this, Chris, I take it, yeah?
0: Um, I've only been able to watch uh, my girlfriend play it so far, but um, I want to play it myself. I'll,
2: I'll probably do that the next time I, I get to play it's on the It's a really bike, odd but... one because it's one that you look at and you think, why is that so much fun until you get in there? And it's, yeah. that, it's, it's that whole thing of, um, in virtual reality, you can do, the gloves are off, you can do what you like. So you mm. generally do,
1: and there's not really a penalty to doing that. It's it's a real great little I say yeah. sandbox, sandbox as much as you can be in the garage. But it's it's that kind of thing where you just do whatever you want. You just yeah. kind of have have a load of fun, and, and that should be like a whale of a time. Um,
2: yeah. Alchemy Labs um, released a nice patch on it a couple of days after you came round, the last which, which added. The floor. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's not that. It's called um, small human mode. Um, and it actually shrinks the whole game I love
1: love the political correctness behind that terminology as well
2: human mode yeah the humour in it is really good
0: yeah it's so good I really want to play the restaurant one though I've I've only seen my girlfriend play the um uh, the office simulator which immediately went it's like watching office space I work in an office I have been for a very long time it hits a little too close to home even <laughs> it, it's that funny getting, but it's true a lot start of the times Vietnam style flashbacks yeah, I, I really want to play the restaurant one or the garage
1: one uh, yeah I think we can probably move on from job sim the one thing that I'd like to point out about job sim in the office part is uh, the super fun bit is the photocopier because you can pick up absolutely <laughs> any object, put it inside a photocopier, and copy Kids will disagree
2: with you and uh, say the super fun thing in the office or anything with a moldy donut in is mm. to pick up a moldy donut and eat, <laughs> eat that it and, and, eat it and vomit. That. Yeah, you vomit everywhere. Oh, <laughs> oh, Kids love There's a, there's Kids a part in the that.
0: restaurant one, and they're like, oh, dispose of the these moldy yeah. uh, fruits, and you're going to throw them in the bin or uh, blend them or something. And instead, uh, Cube just eats them all, and he just starts vomiting, <laughs> Yeah, he's vomiting into the
1: juicer or something. <laughs> it's
0: absolutely disgusting. Um My favorite part of the office one was the keyboard, that it's a binary keyboard that yeah. just has a zero and a one key. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Which I thought was really cute. And also, if you photocopy a donut, you get another donut. And yep. if you photocopy your face, you get a brain.
1: Oh, I didn't I didn't see anybody try that. I still, My daughter accidentally photocopied her hand. Yeah, we thought the, the, the got controller had hand. broken. Because yeah. another
2: hand was floating there. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it was just lying there. And we thought the controller had broken because so it was just there. She was just like, no, look, the other one's here. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Right, we're running really long, so we're going to burn through a couple more games really quickly. Now, a lot of these are going to be coming from Lee. So, Lee, let's let's shoot through these as quick as we can, feasibly. What's the first game you want to talk about?
2: Portal Stories VR. This was released yesterday, 16th of um, this month, May. And this one, a lot of people were really, really excited that a lot of hype was generated for this because everybody thought, ah, a Portal game.
1: Yep, which you kind of, you kind of, well, you kind of think Portal's perfectly suited for this for a couple of reasons, isn't it?
2: Well, because you use the whole teleport mechanic in, in most of the games that you use that you need to move around in an area, you use a teleport mechanic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, it's not the same as a portal mechanic. Um, so give I, us, a,
1: give us a quick bit of background about this game because this isn't made by Valve, is it?
2: No, this is made by Prism Studios, who made uh, Portal Stories Mel, which was a community made mod for Portal Two. Um, made in the Source Engine, and Portal Stories Mel is a full game in its own right, albeit a mod, but it's very much using all of the old portal mechanics like the gel, the different colour gels and things, mm. and, and the portal gun. Um, so when they announced this, everybody thought that it was going to be either that game converted to VR, or a new game along the same lines. But they didn't. they didn't push this hype, they didn't try and stop it, but... Uh, nevertheless quite a lot of hype was generated around this it was supposed to release when the vive was released but it did it got pushed back it had a second release date that it missed because valve said to them hang on a second you can't use that name (laughs) and they went to valve and said well you know um, what are we going to do about this and valve said well you can use it as long as it's a mod for portal 2 well, they had to actually not make it in the Source engine. They had to make it in Unreal f- in, uh, 4 engine. And so it's not really a mod for Portal 2. But if you want to play this on the Vive, you have to have bought Portal 2. Okay. Interesting way of getting around it. Yeah. Yeah. that's That's how they got around it. They kept... They kept the name, and it was released yesterday. I got an early access to this from the lovely people at Prism Studios, and I did have some communication with them because I went back and said, uh, guys, is, is this it? Really? <laughs> oh, really? It's their total play time is about twenty five minutes. Wow! Oh. how much is it? Well, you get amazing value for money because it's free. Well, so you can't complain too much.
1: now. oh, there you
0: go.
2: You can't complain at all. No, but there was but so maybe, much. Maybe, I... maybe
0: rebrand it Portal Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Portal... <laughs> there are oh, ten story.
2: puzzles um, in it, and they're all very tutorial. But they're the biggest problem in it, to my understanding. What makes Portal Portal is the humor. Yep, um, and the voice acting and portals. And, portals yeah there, there, there are no portals right no. <laughs> it's all, uh, companion cubes and block puzzles isn't it? you yeah exactly that so in your right hand you have a teleport gun and in your left hand you have a gravity gun so you can pick things up that's it
1: so it sounds more like a half-life mod than a than a portal game it's just in I the suppose portal it's universe a,
2: bit of a mashup of those but all of the sentry bots and everything are there the companion cubes and they've added a few things in like these teleport things to get over the um because if you've got a teleport gun that has to point at a point on the floor for you to teleport to if you want to go to a level above you you can't point at the floor yep. so they had to add in puzzles where you would put a companion cube on a block that would then light up this teleporter that if you stood in teleported you up to another level so there's things like that but it's it's for what it is for free for 25 minutes gameplay you are in the portal universe and it does when you're first in there and you get the the very good voice acting that's done in this as well um, of the computer that's narrating the whole experience, uh, you're in, you're in there, and it is it's a bit mind blowing for a few minutes. It's it's really really good, and the bonus at the end is excellent. Which I had mixed feelings over because at the end of I'm not really spoiling anything here, but um, when you've solved all the puzzles, you get to ride in the elevator from the beginning of Portal Stories Mel. If you remember the train ride at the beginning of Half-Life, yep. it's yep. similar to that where you've got a whole narration going on. You're just a passenger all the way down in this elevator um, mm. looking at this beautiful scenery. Well, it lets you do that, and but you've got a portal gun in your right hand when you're doing it. And when I got in that elevator and started this ride down, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is where the game starts. Here we go. And we got to the bottom and he went, um, that's it.
1: <laughs> wow! Um, I was, oh, okay. Oh, I can't tease of a game, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as a tech demo though, could be quite good. But it's just a bit of a shame that there's no portal gun because that's kind of what makes Portal. Yeah,
2: I think they <laughs> could have done something with that. You know, you don't necessarily have to go through the portals, or you could. Yeah, teleport you through the portals. You would have thought
1: they could you could send companion cubes through portals yeah. that, you know, that would have been the whole thing but anyway look we need to move on to a different game so but
2: disappointingly sorry that disappointingly they're not going to be making anything else along this line they're working on their own IP now
1: right okay it's probably probably well, a smart idea that's good
2: yeah, yeah yeah and they are good they are really really good right next game is uh selfie tennis
1: I played this right just quickly with selfie tennis the whole thing and it's a bit weird but it's actually okay um, because there's no multiplayer in this game, or at least it wasn't when I was playing.
2: Oh, oh, sorry. What? It's not selfie tennis. It's hashtag selfie tennis.
1: Sorry, hash selfie tennis. <laughs> That's a, yeah. It's exactly. important. So they've got both hashtags and selfies. Um, yeah. the the whole thing is, it's a tennis game, but after you've served the ball, it teleports you to the opposite side,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you are then receiving the ball that you have just served, and you hit it back. The game then automatically teleports you back to the opposite side in a rough position to where the ball is going so that you can then hit it back. So you are literally playing with yourself.
2: Yes, literally.
1: (laughs) And then all around the edge of this thing, you've got these weird people dressed up in lycra and bobbleheads that are just kind of dancing along to this kind of happy Japanese music. Massive
2: tennis ball heads.
1: Yeah, it's just weird. (laughs)
2: I see them yeah they're doing some kind of pelvic frosting in the video yeah the there's show. a lot of odd stuff going on but the, it's, it's...
1: I gave up I gave up trying to play tennis and basically spent about 10 minutes just trying to smack
2: them all with the ball VR Unicorns kindly provided us a copy of this for us to review and I didn't like it I, I played it and I tried it and I thought this is horrible but part of the problem there is that I used to play tennis quite seriously um, and I was trying to play tennis in it because it's called selfie tennis the the physics didn't work the ball physics were really bad uh, the ball would bounce in a funny way and come come at you too quickly.
1: it sticks to the um, it sticks to the racket I found yeah as well.
2: if you swung the racket too quickly uh, which you know is, is a natural thing to do to try and hit it harder because it wasn't going hard enough over the, or far enough to go over the net so you try and hit it harder the racket would just go through the ball yeah and it was very very broken I, I put you in it um, yeah. because I wanted you to experience it and you you seem to have a great time.
1: It was okay, yeah. I mean, Throwing rackets, fine. everybody, and, and stuff. I was, but then I was trying to. I, my, I was essentially playing it like Call of Duty. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was trying to kill all the big bubblehead people, which I'm pretty confident is impossible. Can you hit them with the ball?
0: Because you hit I'm them watching with the ball. a guy, hit, I'm hit watching a with guy anything. called Brad Lynch on YouTube, and he's literally lobbing the the rackets at the people. Yeah, it's and easier to them hit them, the them with the rackets. Yeah, it is. I think ah. it's easier to
1: do that. I was hitting them with the balls, and you can knock them out. The problem that that I've got is I managed. I spent ages and I managed to knock all. Of them around the edge of the arena out, and then I realised that if you look up, there's there's like some high umpire style buildings or something on either side, and there's Mm.
2: fucking dancing pricks on top of them as well. (laughs) (laughs) In the previous version of this, you could
1: not hit them. Yeah, I couldn't hit them at all. So they changed it now.
2: Yeah, they've they released an update called the um, hashtag Heart Attack update, and this fixed a lot of the physics. It's fixed the ball and racket physics. It's fixed the ball physics. Uh, and it's made it fun. Right. It's also added a lot of modes into it, which are amazing. I have to say, I love this game now. Now, when you knock the the characters around the side of the court, if you knock them off the side, a heart appears in, and floats in the air, which if you hit with your racket or a ball, splits into another heart. And if you hit that, you get add-ons, things like your racket will change into a violin or your racket will change into a big racket. Or you will go giant. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, wow.
1: So they're turning it into a bit more of a wacky game as well, because they realise that it's not a serious test. They're all game. about wacky. They really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. It's, it's okay. great. That's good. And I,
2: th- I hope that their initial release didn't damage their IP too much because. This is this really is a great game to just put people in and say have some fun with that because it's you, you can just do what you like. It's a proper sandbox game.
1: Now there are more games that we can talk about, and I think that we're probably going to cover these later because we've been speaking for a really long time. But there's things like Zenblade. we haven't spoken at all about um, about the lab, which had some really great experiences in it as well.
2: The lab is one of the best things in VR ever.
1: Yeah, the the lab is so so good. One of the just take the that most... as red. One of the most fun times that I had in there was actually the the boat the archery game that's inside mm-hmm. the lab. That was really, really good fun. Um, look, we've spoken loads and loads and loads about VR, and, and I think people's ears are possibly bleeding, if they're even still with us. So we're going to call it a day now. We are more than likely going to come back, but I think what we're probably going to do is we're just going to be drip-feeding VR games as normal yeah. games into the regular podcast now and, and talk about them, because it's just another platform that people are playing and similar to any other thing that's coming out. So just to send us out, right... Does do any of us have any doubt that VR is now a thing?
2: What a stupid question to ask me! <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that
1: it was not going to be a problem for you, but so um, um, ask ask I, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you get more you, balanced opinion. I know you've well you've pre-ordered now, but yeah. do, you, do you firmly believe that VR is a thing? Because there's still a lot of skepticism the, out there that it's VR just a fad is a f- or a flash in a pan. W-
0: VR is a thing, and there was a statistic a little while ago, I think it was like a month ago, where they put something like, uh, is it one in every ten people are the ones that know about VR in a video game consumer market? Um, but it's it's another peripheral for me. It's, it's a party thing. Um, that's why I'm going for the PSVR over anything else, because it's not only just a cheaper bit of equipment, but that's something, you know... In, when it comes to Christmas and I go to my parents or we go to my girlfriend's parents, that's something I can take with me, not have yep. to faff around, not have to calibrate the room to the controllers to the headset and all that kind of stuff. I could just sit down and go, mum, put that on, you're in a shark tank. <laughs> 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 mum, here's an awesome game, you like cooking Mumma? this is the kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's just the kind of thing Am
1: I still you're... in the wheel? Yeah, <laughs> and the the variance that you've got on these kind of experiences as well. There's going to be something for everybody, and there's
2: yeah? also going to be stuff that we haven't seen yet. That there's there's going to be a moment where somebody comes up with something in VR where we all sit up and take notice. It's going right, to happen if we haven't already. I am yeah.
1: sold. I know. I, I am very very confident and happy that this is a thing. Now everybody keeps saying, "Oh, it's a niche thing. It's a niche thing." Well, now, arguably. Um, anything anything that's expensive is a niche thing I don't think it's necessarily a niche thing because people don't want it although there will be those people out there that don't want it but then there's people out there that don't want a PS4 we're going to go out then and uh, whether or not you think it's a massive thing or whether or not you acknowledge that it is a thing VR is a cool thing and it's not Mm -hmm. going away and it is very cool and that's the big thing it's cool whether or not it completely flips the gaming industry on its head is neither here nor there. If it flips your perception of gaming on its head, and you enjoy games so much more because you're in one of these things, or it gives you this total other thing to play that's well that's completely different from anything else that you're doing, that's what's gaming, what gaming's all about. Giving people variety, and if you want to try it and you've got the money to be able to spend on it, then brilliant. Go for it. We're going to call it a day now. Um, we're going to say goodbye to everybody, so thank you very much for listening. If you're interested in VR, hopefully you're stuck with us. Um, if you've got anything else you want to talk about, hit us on Twitter. You can find us at Ready P two on Twitter. You can find me at Zebwen, that's Z e b w e n on Twitter. You can find Mister Christopher, Mister Mister Christopher Christopher Coleman, Mister Mister Christopher Christopher Coleman at hi. Oh damn it, Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> on on the twits, uh where else can people find you? What other things are you doing on the interwebs? So this
0: podcast um it gets hosted on the palaceofwisdom.co.uk which is a website that uh I I was going to mention that. I know I know but you know want to <laughs> know where I am. Um I I occasionally write there it hasn't uh, you know it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh but I do podcasts on there. I do the podcast of wisdom um again very occasionally. worse release schedule than Ready Player 2. And uh, I also <laughs> do Ring the Bell, which is a wrestling podcast. Um, but for more video game-centric stuff from me, I'm on BigRedBarrel.com and I'm on the Big Red Barrel UK podcast, which, um, yeah, check out any of those podcasts.
1: Um, okay, great. Thank you very much. And thank you for coming on the podcast, Chris. That's right, man. I love coming on this show. And you can find Mr. Lee, Lee for Leopold Hodgkinson
2: uh, at... Uh, ZZ Lee ZZ. I feel a bit inadequate after going off, Chris because I haven't really done very much.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> Spending all of your time. Everybody feels like i I won't worry about it too much. <laughs> so thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We are now leaving. This has been yet another Sausage Fest of Ready Player Two. Thank you, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Yes. Yeah, it's good.
0: Mmm. Mm. <laughs> wow, it. you're making some noises. <laughs> <coughs> oh, God.
1: Shorty sweets. I'm sorry for the phlegm It's unbelievable. Oh, we
0: stopped. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Good grief! <laughs> and that's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah you, you filled in my gap actually. Um. Oh, very sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry, I'm going
1: to cut you off very quickly. No, that's fine. Cut when me off. Ready? I did. Stop. I mean, that's me off. no, no. Stop that's fine. C- no, cut, cut me stop. off, sir. Stop. 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 Why isn't there a fucking cube game?
0: Yeah, ready player two against t Powell, against BRB, who knows? Nah, it's,
1: it's hardly worth it. <laughs> we just, we just storm you, man. Crystal Maze is my bag. Coleman is
0: alone on the, the mic and looking at podcast awards. I'm not allowed to pull off cats, I got arrested last time. Meow, 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 meow,
1: your your buy is exactly the same as your high yeah I don't usually do that (laughs) and we're done